0: Pineapple Pizza podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world.
1: These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. A bit weird, but it works. Today we have a visiting chef who will be serving up one of their favorites. I'm your hostess, Ashley, and with me are the wonderful Lindsay and Emily. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Um, Please join us in welcoming Maddie from Ye Old Crime Podcast. Hi, Maddie. Hello. Hey. How's it going? Oh, we are doing swell here. (laughs) 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 We are surrounded by pets. Those pets don't like what we're doing, but we're going to do it. Okay, okay. So, Maddie, you and Lindsay actually co-host your show, Ye Old Crime, together, but we Mm -hmm. still have a few questions for you to give our listeners an idea of what you cook up over there. (laughs) Sure. Okay, so our first question is, can you tell us a little bit about your show, um, such as when did it start, and how did Lindsay manage to convince you to do it? (laughs) Well, it officially started in
2: May of this year in um, the cursed year of 2020. It was a brainchild of Lindsay's for a while. It's a true co- crime po- comedy podcast that um, we kind of talk about anything before the nineteen hundred era. so like urban legends, crimes, really weird stories. One of my favorites is like the phallic statues in Rome.
1: <laughs> it's, like kind of I remember that that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was just—it's just kind of a,
2: a hodgepodge of uh, various little stories. Like some of them are pretty dark, and then we try to go light the next week, and it's just a bunch of weird stuff that history books typically don't cover.
1: Yeah, I can definitely vouch for that one. I've learned a lot of things from listening to you, old crime that I definitely <laughs> did not learn in school. <laughs>
2: they'd rather not talk about pigs eating children's faces from France. Yeah, you know?
1: Yeah, and like, why? That's such a good story. Right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Definitely encourages you to feed your pets. Definitely. Your
3: cats will eat you. You die, oh, yeah. your cat will eat you. Absolutely.
2: And dogs will, if if pushed to the brink. I feel like cats don't, don't have to be pushed.
1: No. Nah. Cats are always hungry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay so we kind of already did the second question that we had which was what kind of topics do you cover so let's go ahead and do question three when do new episodes drop they drop every wednesday and uh tuesday
2: if you're a patreon <laughs>
1: that's Ooh. right patreon. yeah <laughs> So become, become a patron today and you can start hitting up your episodes early just like you can if you become a patron for pineapple pizza I mean, two for one. You should do it. You should totally do it. Okay, so question number four. Oh, this is one of my favorite questions. So what's one episode of yours that you would recommend patrons of our pizzeria to check out first? Or what episode of your show is your favorite?
2: Um, aside from the the cannibal story... Uh, I, I recommend kind of all of our episodes. I really had a hard
1: time with the terrible <laughs> You did. You, you
2: did. <laughs> so when people bring it up, I'm like, yeah, it's really cool, I love it. It's great. <laughs> but my, I, I think my favorite would be um, the court cases against animals. Oh, um, yeah. The majority of them being in France. One of them was like a cease and desist. And like they tried to kick out some weevils in a sacred grapery in France. They didn't know how to read the eviction notice. So it, it was a <laughs> with harsher crimes. But um, it was, it's one of those things where like you can't help but laugh. And it, it's it's kind of nice to just listen to something like that at the end of your day. When you're just like done being stressed out from work you're stressed out going home and then you hear this thing that's so ridiculous and it's true it's just one of my favorite things so I kind of I recommend that one first as you kind of your ease into our podcast
1: all right I think that's an awesome choice I actually really liked that episode too although I like (laughs) all of them so thank you yeah that episode was wild (laughs) <laughs> yeah, definitely. I remember seeing the pictures that Lindsay put out on Twitter for that. And I was like, I'm gonna stop what I'm listening to right now. Yeah. <laughs> because if I don't know about these animals being put on trial, I will not get through this day. No.
3: No. I had never heard of animals being put on trial. I thought, you know, you see it in cartoons growing up, but... Mm-hmm. I had never heard of that happening in real life. Nothing that I can recall, and that was just—it blew my mind.
2: <laughs> yeah. There wasn't even like a one-off. And they were so serious about it. I mean, it was one thing if you like put a pig on child uh, on trial for eating a baby's face like that. I mean, <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't murder it right away, but sure, like go ahead, give <laughs> it a <laughs> trial, which is strange. Um, but like. Writing a cease and desist letter to insects. I was, (laughs) I like, are they doing it so people can like learn to write and read, or like, are I don't know. It just felt. Why don't we have that
3: kind of respect for animal life anymore? That's what I want to know, right? I don't know. Yeah, it was
0: It was more like they needed to, for their own peace of mind, try to be like, well, we did what we could. And <laughs> even <laughs> though it's one of God's creatures, we still have to get rid of it. But we yeah. tried. We gave it the old college try. Yep,
2: absolutely. It's
0: not our fault they never learned how to read. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Demons can't read,
0: therefore they oh must be extinguished.
1: Not going to lie, that reminds me of a case that I was just covering where I was like, oh, the people could have this assistance, but only if they knew specifically to ask for it. And they couldn't read. So who cares? Yep. about it? <laughs> <laughs> I love OK, so, Manny, why don't you tell us um, what the special is that you selected to feature today and why you chose that? Sure. So I'm
2: going to be discussing two different cases of black angels in two different cemeteries in Iowa. One is in Iowa City and the other one is in Council Bluffs. So it's kind of fun because they're on two totally different sides of Iowa. One's in the western side, one's on the eastern side. And I, I picked these one because Lindsay and I are originally from Iowa and I kind of wanted to see what kind of urban legends or like creepy things are in Iowa because there had to be something. But like there wasn't. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, there's, there's probably a lot more that I just didn't look up and get into. But there, there were like little things here and there that I could have covered like 12 different topics. But these two I was able to kind of glean enough from. And the one is focused more on the statue and the other one is focused more on the person. And I just thought that was kind of interesting. So
1: that's what I cooked up. I think it sounds
0: delicious.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I will say, as a caveat, this is so
2: on our podcast, Yield Crime, I am just the reactor. I do not write the stories. I don't do the research. All of the hard work is Lindsay and Lindsay alone. I just like show up and gasp and laugh. So and say, uh,
3: wow, (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs)
2: not my catchphrase or anything. Um, (laughs) So this is my first story. So hopefully people will like it. Wow. (laughs) Emily? (laughs) So here are the Black Angels of Iowa. And before I forget, I got my information from Atlas Obscura, RoadsideAmerica.com, Omaha.com, SpiritualTravels.info, TheHistoricalSociety.org, AdventuresInCemeteryHopping.com, which I need to like look up after this again for other things. TheGazette.com, which is a newspaper from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And of course, Wikipedia. So the first story is the Black Angel at the Oakland Cemetery in Iowa City, Iowa. The statue itself is made of this darker bronze that turned black due to oxidation, and it's about nine feet tall on top of a four-foot-tall pedestal, and it was built in 1912 by a woman named Teresa Dolazal Fildewert, a Czech bohemian immigrant. They like to bring up her heritage because of how the angel looks. Like It it looks a lot scarier than the typical kind of American-looking angels, because the angel itself... Its wings are kind of like drooping and pointing down. And the angel is looking down and she just like looks super sad. (laughs) Just Just a mega bummer angel where she's just kind of reaching down like, no, instead of your usual like peaceful look towards the heavens kind of angel that like we're all used to, you know, like the, the green sleeves angel, if you will.
3: Do you feel like it's because she landed on Earth and she was like, oh, man. I think it was because she was made out of this dark bronze
2: and she was promised better bronze and she was like, this sucks. (laughs) I (laughs)
0: want her to turn green.
2: Yeah. She was like, way to go, guy. So originally when she was built, she was actually several feet away from the person she was built for. So they had to dig up his grave and put it closer. What? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was. So there are there are a lot of things I'll go into like why this kind of happens. But one, one way that they were able to see that it was his grave was he had a really unique grave marker. So the person it was built for was her son, Eddie. And she also commissioned a tree stump with an axe through it to represent his life being cut short.
1: Wow, she's dark. Yeah. That's some mythological stuff right there. Right? Yeah. I kind of dig it. I do too. It's hardcore. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But she,
2: so according to the, the Gazette, they they, they were kind of the only place that really went into her life more than like everybody else. But Eddie, her son, was planning on becoming a doctor and he died after getting meningitis at the age of 17 in 1891. So in her grief, she left Iowa and went to St. Paul where she had a brief marriage with someone and that didn't work out. So then she moved to Eugene, Oregon, where she met a wealthy rancher named Nicholas Feldever. And they seemed to be pretty happy. They didn't talk a lot about him, but he died in 1911 and left literally like everything to her. So she had this large sum of money and this huge plot of land. And the second she got that money, she started planning out the, st- the statue because she just really wanted to have a special thing for her son. That's so sweet. Yeah. The first thing she thinks about is her son which is kind of cool. So she had heard of this Chicago-based sculptor named Mario Corbell and she had seen some of his angels before that were made in clay. And so she was like, I want that angel, make it but cast it in bronze. And he, it took him like three months to do it, but he finally was able to bring it over and she didn't see it for a long time. It took her a while to sell the land and to come from Eugene, Oregon to Iowa. And she was super disappointed in how it looked. She thought oh it was... no. Yeah, she thought it was too dark. I was just really upset about it. But he he insisted that like having... A shiny bronze statue would look way too insane in a cemetery. Like he had to mute it because you just don't like people would be attracted to it and deface it
0: and stuff. Oh I mean he's got a point. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: think so too. But I can also see where she would want kind of like this shining beacon for her son, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. Because to her, he was he was supposed to be a doctor. He was supposed to, like, save lives. And so she had her rich husband's cremated remains buried next to the angel. And she was eventually buried there herself. But by the time she had died, she had used up pretty much all of that money and couldn't afford just the little bit of engraving to say when she died. Oh, man. I know. What? So hers, hers is, like empty on that side because like nobody paid for it afterwards which I kinda think is kind of a dick move especially since like they get a lot of tourism like you can't do whatever to put those like four numbers on <laughs> God. I, guess they, I guess they can't I don't know I shouldn't judge but I'm totally judging
0: <laughs> <laughs> right I'm immortal yeah I <laughs>
2: I guess she's the angel. She's also a vampire and is immortal. But one of the cool things, so, you know, initially you hear about a widow, you know, inheriting all this money and then losing it. Upon her death, you're like, what did she do? But she actually used the majority of that money to improve her home country of Bohemia, which is now the Czech Republic. One of those projects was she helped build a grade school in her hometown of Stromilov. So she just donated pretty much, like, everything to Strum and, like, making it better for the people that lived there, which I thought was really cool.
0: That's super cool. hmm
2: And people also, like, people in her life also found out that, like, she was super well-educated. She was board-certified midwife in a couple different states and in her home country. That's probably where her son got his brilliance from, you know? But she she didn't really get to practice much. And I think part of it was because she was an immigrant, like a later in life immigrant, which is kind of a bummer.
3: Do you know who this kind of reminds me of, Lindsay? Hmm. The guy who did the first crematorium in the U.S.? <laughs> yep. It does a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Your Ash, yeah. The ashes episode.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Because he, yeah, he was extremely philanthropic. He donated a lot of his money to better his local community. He paid for a really big library for the public. Nice. He paid for a seminary, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a really cool dude.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was really nice to read that she like did a lot of good with the money. And she, she sold the ranch right away because she knew she didn't want to do anything to do. She wanted nothing to do with that land. And she was like, I'm just gonna ruin it. So I wanna like sell it to somebody who will actually like appreciate it and like not let the animals die and shit.
0: Oh, no. Fair. No. You know. <laughs> she wasn't just like, okay, peace out, horses. They, <laughs> and like leaves.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See you later. So now for the urban legends surrounding the statue. Locals say that anyone that kisses the angel will drop dead, unless you're a virgin.
3: Of course. So that's basically anybody. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Unless you're a small child.
2: (laughs) I feel like the virgin is a very creepy detail and such a college town thing to say because it's in Iowa (laughs) City where um, the University of Iowa is. They also say that pregnant women should not be under her shadow because if you get caught in the shade and you're pregnant, you'll miscarry. Oh, no. I don't like like that super extreme right like if you kiss her you'll die unless you're a virgin and if you're pregnant she's like fuck your baby like what like that's so you like virgins Ooh. but you don't like
0: babies like that's kind of maybe that's like a really twisted midwife thing like i'll just take your baby the anti-midwife anti-midwife <laughs>
1: <laughs> should not be laughing at them it's
3: too late. <laughs> Oh my God, You're all I gonna. think of when I think of anti-midwife is somebody trying to shove the baby back up.
1: <laughs> no,
0: no, no.
3: You're going to stay there forever.
2: No. <laughs> no. no. Uh, but apparently her, her color gets darker every Halloween to mark the amount of victims she had that year. So if she's like super dark, she claimed a lot of victims. If she's just like, just got a little bit darker... She's only had a couple. And anyone who tries to deface the angel will die. That being said, uh, one of the biggest things that people take from the angel is her fingers.
3: Gross. Ew. I know. <laughs>
2: what? I know. And so I was like, that's so fucking creepy. Like, why would you take a finger of a statue? Like, that's it.
3: Just... It's bronze. Do they go in with, like, a cigar cutter and chop the things off? How? I have no idea. Because you would think eventually... Like, it could be
2: more brittle, but
3: sometimes with
2: that stuff, it gets, like, more indestructible the longer it sits. And it's been there since, like, 1912. So, I don't know. But that's that's all I could find of the black angel of Iowa City.
0: I don't like the finger thing. Yeah. <laughs> that really bothers me. It's really creepy. I don't like it. There's a lot about her that's
2: I know. Like, like don't touch her, but, like, take her fingers. I don't know.
1: I just want to know who wakes up in the morning and is like, I've heard if I do this all time, but I really need that angel finger.
2: Like. <laughs> not a rabbit foot, you know, like, it's not going to help you win the Powerball
0: tomorrow. I don't know why you need it. Hashtag need it. <laughs> it's for the gram. Right. I need it for the gram. Is that what you took for? Hashtag dead. <laughs>
1: I'm Lindsay
2: Valenti. And I'm Madison Stengel.
0: And we're the hosts of Ye Old Crime, where we discuss a funny, Hey man, he's a nice guy. And they're like, no, he's disgusting. He has hooves. Strange. There are EDPs of spirits saying, get out in a room where patients committed suicide and obscure crimes of yesteryear.
2: Here, Justin,
0: here's your first phallic amulet. Join us Wednesdays, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime.
2: So the second one is The Black Angel of Council Bluffs in the Fairview Cemetery. So this one, she's way different than the one in Iowa City. Her face is actually like really peaceful and serene and she's looking upward and she is holding, in one arm she's holding like a small dish that was a part of like a working fountain. And in the other hand, she's it's kind of like outstretched reaching out to you. And she's got like these really big wings that kind of stretch up and out and not down. So she's like your typical American angel and super peaceful looking and she's right in like the edge of the cemetery and it was a working fountain up until the 60s. So apparently it doesn't run water anymore. I don't know if they just like don't do the maintenance or if like it shut off and they were like, this was a sign.
0: <laughs> Didn't work on it? They're just like, the water bill for this is insane. We're what? not, we're a cemetery, people. Like, nobody
2: said anything about, like, it being repaired or maybe it maybe it still does. I don't know. But it just said, like, it, do- it hasn't been a working fountain since the 60s. So
1: maybe someone was just like angelic water features are out this year and then they never <laughs> they never revised that opinion so
2: yeah it's super weird but like
1: apparently it's super
2: like pretty cuz it's like this large basin there's this angel in the center of a basin and she's got like her cute little dish and she's like hey come hang out with me
0: maybe it attracted too many birds like Maybe. a giant bird fountain or bird yeah uh,
2: yeah and then it would be really hard like cleaning up all the bird poop and stuff on like a black statue
0: <laughs> 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 I just pictured like um uh what's- his name the Scotsman from The oh, Simpsons. Willie? Yeah, I just picture him like coming out of the the shed or whatever <laughs> and being like ah, God damn it and then he just has to like <laughs> get his Windex and his rag to go back to the statue to clean off all the, <laughs> the bird shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would imagine it would be a lot dependent. Groundskeeper Willie, that's was his name. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> He's just so pissed.
1: I can hear it in my head. I'm crying. <laughs> oh, man.
2: So the, the statue itself was built in honor of Ruth Ann Dodge, who was the wife of a famous general from the Civil War. She was actually really cool and badass. And she was known for being like an excellent marksman and a skilled horsewoman. And she like helped... She helped found the first public library in Council Bluffs, and was a huge supporter of the suffrage movement. So nice, just like this really cool, not your typical woman in the 1900s. She was just like kicking ass and taking names.
0: She's like, let's get
2: this shit done. Yeah, and her her husband was like became a really famous engineer who helped build this massive railway, and so they had a lot of money. So. It was nice that she kind of did philanthropy too and just kinda like put money back into her community, which I thought was really cool. Because you don't always hear that when people make a lot of money, you know? Normally people hoard it, like Smeagol. They just
0: they just clutch their pearls and they're like, No. You're right.
2: Like, ew, help them read. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> what will they do?
0: Improve? Ugh.
1: Oh, man, I'm low-key in love with this woman. I know. <laughs> yeah.
2: She's really cool. Like, when, when I found out that she was, like, an excellent marksman, they didn't say if her husband taught her or if she knew it beforehand. But in my mind, I like to think of her, like, knowing all of this before she met him and, like, impressing him with, like, yeah, you were a general in the army or whatever, but, like, look at what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> She's gun gun. Yeah, on a horse, upside down. While reading a book.
0: <laughs> While sitting side saddle, you assholes. Right.
2: <laughs> classy.
1: And she knocked his socks right off. She sure did. And the boots too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so her husband died before her in 1916. And right after he died, her health began to deteriorate pretty quickly. During this time, She had a dream that she thought was so vivid, she claimed it was a vision. In this dream, she was standing on like a rocky shoreline, looking out into this foggy water. And she saw this boat approaching. And on the boat was this really tall and beautiful angel holding a dish and telling her to drink from it. And the angel said, if she drank from it, the angel will bring her both promise and a blessing. And... Ruth was so overwhelmed by it that she declined the offer, and she told her daughter after she like woke up that she didn't feel worthy enough to drink from it because it just seemed so pure and heavenly and like otherworldly. So after this dream, she proceeded to have the same exact dream two more times. The second time, she declined the angel again, and then the third time, she gave in. And she told her daughter that once she drank from the basin, she was filled with a spiritual feeling and it felt like she had become immortal. And she died like the next day, essentially. Wow, Wow. that's wild. Right? Like to not only have that crazy dream once that you remember, but to have it two other times and to be able to like change it, you know, like it's not static where you just say no again. She was able to say yes and like, unlock the second part of the dream, essentially. Which was creepy. creepy. It was, uh, yeah. And the fact that she died, like, pretty soon after was crazy. But her two daughters, she had three, but two of the daughters were home caring for her when this happened. And they were so moved by their mother's vision that they asked a famous sculptor, Daniel Chester French to make the angel in her honor. And he did his best to kind of recreate the angel in her dream. So he used the same kind of dark bronze that looks almost black, but isn't. And I think his his thinking was kind of the same thing as the first sculptor, where like you don't want a shiny bronze statue in a cemetery. You want something kind of darker that blends in better, even though it's like this giant angel. It's fine. It needs to blend in. You know. But,
3: you know, people will vandalize it if it's shiny oh. and only if it's shiny, right? Right, of course. You know, except for the fingers.
0: Yeah. If it looks like a penny, they're going to be like, I want that. And then they're going to take the fingers off and be like, look what I can do. Right. It still gets vandalized. Like, of uh, course. they have better
2: security yeah. now around it because they're actively, they had to, to try to clean it and they had to wait a while for, like, it to be structurally sound enough to to kind of get some of the stuff off but they've, they've been able to keep it pretty clean for the most part and for the legends so apparently during the day her eyes follow you around in the cemetery
1: uh, uh,
2: that's creepy no.
3: <laughs> nope.
2: if children that are running in the cemetery run behind her they disappear forever what yep so just kind of like poof into the stratosphere and they just like disappear Apparently, her, if you look into the eyes of the angel on the anniversary of Ruth's death at midnight, her eyes gleam red and you'll die within days. The same amount of time that it took Ruth to die after seeing her. Why? Why?
0: <laughs> I have no idea.
2: There's also a legend that she can shoot jets
0: of fire from her eyes at midnight. Oh my <laughs> oh my <God>. i want <laughs> okay i would go to the cemetery to see that
1: <laughs> right oh my god laser-eyed angel <laughs> she's a water feature and a fire feature yep so.
3: and she has wings uh, oh, I'm picturing her as cyclops from x-men <laughs>
0: right <laughs> oh god yeah, They just put, like, sunglasses on her during the day, and then she takes them off at night and is like, pew, 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 <laughs> her eye lasers. <laughs> That's how those
2: kids
3: disappear. they <laughs> vaporized.
2: And I think the scariest part, too, is people say that she comes alive at night and flies around the cemetery to visit certain graves. Oh, no. Nope, nope. So, like, a red-eyed, fire-laser-eyed angel...
1: That can like follow you around in the cemetery. See, no, now it's too close to a weeping angel like from Doctor Who, and I don't like it. And like, you can't even look at this angel so it doesn't devour you or zap you out of time because if you look into her eyes, you'll probably die. Awesome. Right. (laughs) She's she's like, try me, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She sounds a little bit like Mothman.
3: I was just thinking that.
0: Yeah. Now I'm picturing him coming out of like a beauty contest, and
3: they're just like, <laughs> we're unimpressed.
0: Oh <laughs> just like, oh, And then he just murders
2: them all. Then he becomes the Mothman. The
3: <laughs> Mothman, and then the two black angels in a beauty contest. Right. Well, this one will win. All the judges die.
2: <laughs> yep, she'll just lazy either. She'll flamethrower your face off. That's funny.
1: <laughs> she's like,
0: if I don't win, I'm going to lazy your face off. Right. So right.
1: Like, you win. <laughs> And then she doesn't anyway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's very coochie safty onan
1: of her. Well, (laughs) it's like either way, you're dead. It took too long to think about it. Okay, you're not allowed to hesitate. (laughs) You should just instantly be like, "You're pretty." You win. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I like your water feature. The last thing
2: that's kind of interesting is despite, like, all of her, like, super evilly legends, her hand, her outstretched hand is patinaed, so a lot of people, like, have touched her hand. And so they think that a lot of people, like, will hold her hand to find peace and comfort when they're in the cemetery. Aww. So that's kind of the one redeeming quality of this angel, too, is that, like... She can hold her hand while she uh, burns you to death with her flame light. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it was a good couple of seconds there before she had to die. Um, but that is the tale of the two black angels of Iowa.
1: Wow. Those are crazy. I loved right? that so much, but I'm also really scared to go in a cemetery now. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things that I wanted to cover... That
2: there, there isn't a lot of information on are devil seats. Do you know about devil seats? No. Mm-hmm. What is that? So they're typically statues of like chairs that they put in cemeteries in honor of someone, but they'll be like gravestones essentially. And there's like different folklore for different devil seats, but they say if like. You sit in the seat, which is its intended purpose for when you're like grieving so hard you can't stand, uh, you die. (laughs) gosh! So like you can't sit in the seat to grieve, otherwise you'll die. Which like, I don't know, maybe if you're grieving hard enough and you really want to die, that's like the thing you want. You're like, let me sit down, devil seat. But like more often than not, they don't want to die either. But the devil seats like whatever. There's like a few. There's one in Iowa. I think there's one in like... Massachusetts, they're kind of all over, but like the legends are so short that it's kind of one of those things where you just have to do like a weird shit in a cemetery.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, i just pictured someone shitting on the devil's seat oh no, would no.
2: definitely die you
1: would definitely <laughs> die for that oh one
2: thousand percent would be dead um, <laughs> desecrating a grave marker like that
1: There is something so wrong with me because I've never wanted to sit in a chair so bad. I just want to know if it's
0: real. No, no chair. Yes. that's when you bring somebody you really don't like with you to the cemetery and you're like hey wouldn't it be fun if we sat in this chair no you just do it just you you do it
3: Lindsay you're so evil you with the kappa trying to figure out
1: how you can use it to dispose of bodies <laughs> yeah. yeah I wanted on the record that I was planning to sit in it myself to see what would happen and Lindsay's like shoving enemy into it she always has
3: always has a plan for how to ask somebody
1: That's true.
2: being her younger sibling i can confirm
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh my gosh there's another younger sibling on here for once instead of <laughs> the older siblings ganging up on us <laughs> hey. happy to help defend i'll tell mom awesome she doesn't yeah. care.
3: I
0: doubt she's going to listen to
3: this. <laughs> it's too raunchy. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> oh, my mom won't listen either. Huh. She'll be like, butts, penises... No. (laughs) Why does it always come
0: to balls with you people?
1: (laughs) It doesn't always come to balls. Just sometimes it happens to work out that way. Sometimes you're just trying to tell a perfectly nice Japanese story, and everyone just decides it's about testicles. And it's not. it's not your fault
3: (laughs) I feel like you're traumatized from that ash
1: I know I just feel like after that happened I was like fine next time I'm gonna get you and then I did so it's fine I got
3: one of the things I thought that was really interesting about these angels is how contrasting they are you have almost like a melancholy angel everything's drooping and hanging downward mm-hmm. and just seeming sad and the other one is looking up to the heavens and it's but they're both black and they both have these really similar doom i don't know what what, what am i trying to oh, say? doom and gloom type yeah, of thing yeah if you go and touch them if you're anywhere near them you're screwed evil,
1: evil. yeah i mean it's probably because they're in cemeteries Well,
0: and it's also the fact that if you think about a cemetery, I don't know how often you you guys go (laughs) to cemeteries, but, um, you know, most of the things are gray or they're white. Mm -hmm. So something black would still stand out quite a bit, especially if it's nine feet tall and it's on like, with the first one, a four foot pedestal, it'd be this towering thing that's probably like as tall as a tree. So you would kind of notice it. (laughs) You right. know
3: what I mean? And, uh, I still want to know how they put it in the wrong spot. If he had a gravestone, a grave marker that was so distinctive to begin with, how were they like, oops?
2: I think they didn't have enough room like where he was because this was commissioned like 20 years after he died. Yeah, that oh, would make okay. sense. So, I bet I bet they didn't have enough room in the original spot, and and apparently his spot was by a tree too, so it was kind of like a stump by a tree, wasn't as easy to see as you would think. Okay, so.
0: why couldn't they have just cut the tree down and then she could have left the axe there as like a see, this is a metaphor, and then the angel was there too. <laughs> it's a twofer.
2: What I kind of wanted was. For the axe to be kind of like the sorcerer's stone. And if you like were able to get the axe off the stump, you would become a doctor. That's Excalibur.
0: <laughs> that's like, like King Arthur.
2: Yeah. That's what I want. Only to become a doctor. You become because the king like, of the doctors. Because that's what he wanted
1: to do. So instead Aww. of the sword and the stone, it's the axe and the tree stump. Yep. And you just go to medical school instead. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, medical
2: school. <laughs> <laughs> I will live my dream in 10 years.
0: Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> the light just shines down from the heavens, and you appear with like this white lab coat and a stethoscope around your neck, and you're like, sweet.
2: Right. Aww. And then you realize how long it takes to be a doctor, and you're like, man,
1: uh, I did enough years. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. It's a long time.
3: There are a lot of parallels between those two.
2: Yeah. That's what I thought was kind of crazy too, was the two women were so similar, even though like the first angel was built for her son. Like she, they kind of had similar, brilliant backgrounds, Mm -hmm. you know, like she was, she was a very well-educated midwife that traveled and did some really cool things and was really improving her home country and then Ruth was this like badass wife of a general, just improving Council Bluffs and being a bomb ass mom. And so like the angels aren't you know because of a baby dying or like something that like typically when you see like really ornate stuff, it's usually for because a child passed. Yeah, like it's not it's not usually like I remember um, the cemetery where my grandmother on my mom's side is buried. Isn't there, there's like a little, a cute little gravestone with like a sheep on it. Yep. That's the one I was thinking
0: of. It's it's underneath a tree. There's Mm -hmm. like this little headstone and it's got a little lamb on the top of it that's sleeping.
2: Yeah. But typically you see that like for children's graves. So I thought it was really interesting that they made these big statues for women.
3: Right. Well, and both women seem like they we're really working for the betterment of their communities or supporting mm-hmm. other communities. And then you end up with these urban legends that surround them that are so dark. I know. And twisted. <laughs>
2: Lasers, death, babies. Anti-midwives. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Anti-midwives. Anti-midwives. Like, <laughs> I wonder if you fall under her shade, you like fail medical school. The anti midwife thing. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Instead of dying, you just like... Fail all your medical school classes.
0: You're just horribly in debt. Um, it's fine. You will be no matter what.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: It's true. See, so when you were talking about the one that had the, where her hands were very patinaed, I. Mm-hmm. My, like, crude ass went to, like, that's the parents of the disappearing children coming by holding her hand and being like, thank you.
1: (laughs) Like, walking away. Oh, my God. I went a completely different direction. I was like, so after she taps your children away, you can grieve and show comfort you. (laughs) Like, oh, you took my baby. (laughs) Mm. Of course, I don't have any children. (laughs)
0: I could just be projecting because I've been trapped with my children for like a year. So, oh
3: <laughs> Is that why you're so interested in all these things?
0: <laughs> Tell me more about this devil chair.
1: All they had to do was run behind the angel and they disappeared. Before we close the restaurant, I had a few things I wanted to tell our patrons about, since we didn't think to discuss this when our last visiting chef stopped by. That sounds like us. We do forget things. Uh (laughs) (laughs) After recording our introductory episode, we made the decision to bring in a different guest chef every month to showcase some of their favorite tastes to enjoy. This seemed like a fun way to give our regulars something a little different to nibble on. We are now on YouTube, so if that's your favorite listening platform, check out our channel. It's definitely easier to find than our social media because it's simply Pineapple Pizza Podcast. Thank you for visiting our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a slice of Iowa urban legends pineapple pizza podcast sweet and cheesy not everyone understands our awesomeness but we're glad that you do question mark that's a big question mark sometimes (laughs) more than others if you're enjoying the show and you'd like to help support us, check out our tea Public shop for some amazingly fun and funny merch. Or if you want to do a one-time donation, you can do that on buymeacoffee.com and buy us a fresh slice. Because we can never get enough of basically anything, if we're being honest.
3: If you absolutely love the show and you want to check out some fantastic bonus content, you can become a donor on Patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits. We have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget. The $3 MythBuster, the $7 Cryptid Hunter, and the $15 Storyteller. Become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and extra content right away. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Pine App Pizza
0: Pod. That's PineApp a p p pizza pod you can also send us questions comments and topic ideas at pine at gmail.com don't forget a p p that's important
1: thanks for stopping in for some deliciously weird morsels and just remember no matter how you slice it
3: you're awesome and we love you